Hi, you're about to listen to Dirty Laughs Podcast. When life doesn't give you the success you planned, grab a microphone and your three best friends and put on a show anyway. Hello everyone and welcome back to Dirty Laughs Podcast where we are trying to write a musical. Woo! Yay! Hi! How was everyone's week? It was alright. I, I haven't got much to uh, report this week, even though I've reported loads last week. Um, I mean, I I just think technology has been against me this week. And that's all I have to say on the map. It's just too stressful to talk about right <laughs> That's now. okay, because for the next hour and a half, we're going to have a nice time, and we're going to wash off all of the stress and any technical difficulties, and all will be well. Okay, so our question of the week this week is actually a listener request, which is exciting. Ooh, it is. First listener request. Go on, listeners. <laughs> and it follows on very nicely from last week, um, which was asking ourselves, what does success mean? So this week's question is, what does failure mean to you? Or what is your idea of failure? This is such a tricky one. Mm. I actually had a, I found it really interesting to think about it because I always have not allowed myself to use the word failure. So I don't describe anything in my life as having failed I just don't like the word because it feels very final and very um, negative so I don't allow myself really to use it and I thought that was very empowering and then when I was thinking about the word failure and the the definition I realized that it's actually by not allowing myself to use the word it still it creates something behind it that is quite negative because it still creates something around the word failure. So I quite liked that it made me like, I was like, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to come up with a definition for the word that I like, that I can still use the word failure so that it doesn't become something that I'm like scared of or mm. trying to run away from. So I was thinking, I think for me, that I want to define it for myself as like failure is an opportunity to learn and progress from and improve on and that that could it doesn't mean you're going to get up and try the same thing you know you might try to be a long distance runner and then realize that you don't want to do it so you don't have to continue trying but you might learn even if what you learn is I don't want to do it (laughs) you wouldn't have learned that if you hadn't have done it in the first place (laughs) yeah I I completely agree with all of that like I, I, I'm, I don't know, I almost have a little bit of a fear around the word failure. I think when you're younger, I say younger, like maybe school, secondary school age, I think it's, I don't know about anyone else, but I feel it's often held over you as a threat almost. It's like, you will fail this if you do not do this. Yeah. And they're very powerful words to use to someone who is realistically so young. For me... And I think actually a lot of, I see a lot of this in kids. It's held over them so much and it becomes such a thing in their head that they go, try this. Oh, but I'm going to fail it, so I'm not going to try. And you don't even go through the process of how can I even do it. It goes straight from, I've never done it, so I'm going to fail it. Yeah. And I don't think that's 
how it should be taught. I kind of see it in both ways. So, for example, like you said, Harriet, exams or sinking a boat, you know, those things, they will either pass or they'll fail. But then it's when it's taken over to personal things like personal goals and all those sorts of things I don't think there's such thing as failure yeah I agree because like you said like you said before you know it's you you learn from it it's a lesson it's not a failure it's a lesson it's a okay how can I improve on this how does this get better etc etc so it's I think the idea put it into a box of failure that should only, in my opinion, be for things like science, things like maths, yeah. I don't know, all those sorts of, you know, things that you have a level that you have to pass in order for it to work. Yeah. That's it. Anything to do with social things, personal things, anything like that, no such thing. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Same. And I think, it's, I think it's important for people to sort of remember that because, like Harriet says before, so much pressure is put on people to not fail when what are they failing what is it that they're failing there's nothing really for them like as individuals it doesn't work like that hmm you know what i always find so funny as well is speaking about the social personal side of it when we were younger like about 17 you'd have family members go oh by the time I was your age I was married with two kids and another on the way and I'm like I'm 17 like I haven't even left school yet I was not ready to have a child at 17 I don't even think I'm ready to have a child now like I can barely keep a plant alive but it's you looked at as a failure because you're not married at 17 but then equally you're looked at as a failure so, Harriet, what decade did you grow up in? Let's change the age here. 17. <laughs> no, basically, <laughs> come my nan was like married with two kids at 17. Yeah, I don't, she used okay, to say that. So I, I agree with what you're saying, but I don't know if when we were younger, the norm was to be married with kids at 17. <laughs> <laughs> we're not that old. <laughs> Yeah, no. I think those things work for some people, but I guess that is what we're saying, isn't it? Yeah. There's no such thing as failure when it comes to those kind of things in our lives because what works for one person doesn't work for someone else. So everyone's uh, got their different paths, everyone's got their different standards, everything's got everything's different for every single person. Yeah. Um just going back to failure. <laughs> I also I just want to say I used to think that I was quite a fun person and easygoing. And since listening to myself on this podcast, I am like such a boring taskmaster. Like, it's just like you guys are having a nice time. And I'm like, um, no. guys, guys, can we actually talk about something on topic, please? <laughs> it's a Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Don't think of it that way. Do you know why? Because me and Harriet would never get anything done we if it wasn't for you. <laughs> we would still be on podcast one. We wouldn't have stopped. We'd have just still be chatting. Harriet would still be yapping on. <laughs> <laughs> Not just me. Not just me. <laughs> it was, do you know what was making me laugh last week? For, for the listeners at home who may who will not know this, we have a rule that if someone's talking and you want to 
interrupt or you want to add to it you put your hand up on the zoom so that we can zoom. see each other we're also on zoom Harry, harriet doesn't look at the zoom so she'll nope. be talking and like 10 minutes later you're still holding your hand up just waiting for her to notice uh, <laughs> she goes and another thing while we're talking about it and another it's thing. a learning experience for all of us <laughs> But this is why we love you, Harriet, and why the listeners at home will love you too. And another thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Right, sorry. Ailish, Um, go ahead. What I was going to say was I actually, this week, I was thinking, I feel like at the beginning of this whole podcast, because obviously this goal that we're trying to achieve of writing a musical, we currently have no idea where that's going to end and what's going to happen with it. And I have this feeling we probably said something like, it might be great and we might achieve our goal or it might fail. Or we said something you along said those that. lines. I you did, said yeah. that. I did. Because, you know, <laughs> because I am the voice of doom and gloom. In the <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm but I definitely did say something like that. And actually now... um now's the time that we're going to take that back and I'm going to say we're yeah. not going to fail we don't know how it's going to end but whatever happens it's not going to be a failure is it because we'll have learnt from it I was going to say I feel we're succeeding just by actually doing this because I thought this was just yeah. one of those things that we just talked about for years and we're actually doing it exactly. so I think we can tick the succeed box anyway shall we talk about the musical now nah, you're right okay Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> We've given up. I have today. Right. Oh, no, yes, dear. yes, no. Let's, please. Yeah. Um, let me, so I just want to say, I actually thought about two different ideas because I thought, like, initially I thought, so we were talking about this idea last week of an inner voice and an outer voice and, like, suppression and, and kind of that coming to a head and try, and maybe personifying that in a character. So I thought about the idea of setting that in a very relatable situation, like work or office or just something that we everyone kind of knows about. And um, and then I thought about going the opposite direction. Okay. So bear with me for this, but I'm just I'll just okay. say what I was thinking, and it's okay if you don't like it. Okay. So this is what I was thinking that we have three characters, like three main characters. One of them is the person who's telling the story. And I don't know what the setting is. They could be telling a bedtime story. They could be talking to a group of people, whatever it is. They're telling the audience the story. And the story, I was thinking, it might be nice to set actually the majority of the story in a world that isn't necessarily real or isn't our everyday so I was thinking like a kind of wilderness then we've got two characters who have been sent on a journey to find signs of life because the home that they've been living in is no longer habitable and everyone is dying so they have to go on this journey and they're looking for water and you know green grass and everything Um, and we can in terms of the landscape I thought we could do whatever we want and we could use an ensemble to do whatever we want as well with that. Oh, physical theatre. I like this idea. Uh, Ailish, keep going. These characters are the complete opposite of each other. So one of them is quite reserved, maybe more emotionally sort of suppressed um, and 
quite quiet, very logical in terms of how they think and the decisions that they make. Um, and the other character is quite loud and boisterous, says their opinions to people, um, kind of rebels against things. And there's positive, obviously, and negative to all of that. And and I was thinking this other character, maybe they lead with their heart and they're quite adventurous and brave, but maybe make stupid decisions off the back of it. Um, so, you know, there's lots. And as they go on the journey, they kind of battle with each other. Um, and maybe that comes to a head and they have some kind of fight. So whether that's physical or verbal, I don't know, but that some kind of... Um, aggravation between them and they get separated as a result of it and then you kind of follow them trying to do the journey by themselves so I was thinking that maybe this kind of quiet character maybe loses hope and gets quite depressed and quite isolated and alone because they don't have anything to bring them up or to kind of help drive them and the other character is leading forward, but actually gets themselves into dangerous situations. And maybe I was thinking like even maybe is like attacked and almost like left for dead by something or some kind of the elements, or I don't know. Um, and that it, this character that has quite hopeless can potentially hear like a calling from the other one. Um, even though they don't like them and don't think they care about them, but they feel like they can almost hear their voice and they end up going searching for them and sort of rescue them and get them to where there is life. And they find water and they start finding this signs of life where they can move to a home that's habitable. And then I was thinking the, the person telling the story, we could like, that could be like a bit of a reveal of that was the emotional battle in their mind of them looking for life. And trying to get themselves to a place where they could find oh. new life. So are the two the two that are sent on the this journey? Yeah. They are the one. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god, I love I it. I love that. I'm not gonna lie, midway through this, I was like, I what? Okay, where where's this linking from last week? And then you drop that nugget at the end, and I was like, ah, love that. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Like that, they are that heart and head battle almost that we have. Yes, oh. the head and the heart. Yeah. Oh my god. Because I also was thinking like we could play with this idea of like them being hating each other and judging each other, but also being quite envious of each other. Yeah. Yeah, I really like um the whole metaphor for looking for life. Um, I love that. And at the end, would you come back to... So obviously you said it's a world that isn't our world. Yeah. Is the person who they are, if that's the right way of saying so it... So say the narrator or the person. The yeah, narrator. The person, yeah. So do they live in our world? Well, I I don't know. I thought that could go either way. That And that just depends on, I guess, what we all feel would be a good... Because we could almost, in the last moment, click back to an almost reality setting that they are in the real world. Yeah, definitely. Like, because I, I think so often um, you... People... I mean, this is just from what I've read. I've personally not experienced it. Um, nor do I know anyone who's experienced it. But from what I've read about sometimes certain certain mental health issues is people create a parallel universe themselves and are often living in that parallel universe and it takes something to bring them back 
to this world that we're on mentally do you know what I mean yeah I think um obviously everyone works in different ways I would say that like for myself personally I don't always express my emotions so often I will I'm quite a confident person and I you know I'm quite happy in my everyday life but people don't necessarily know that those mental battles happen in my head and I often feel like they are a different almost a different person in my head because I don't let them out and I don't let other people see them so it can become like a whole other embodiment of characters and I'm sure I'm not the only one that you know that happens with see I'm completely the opposite I've I'm very much my emotions are on the surface and that I have made not so much the mistake in the past mistake I don't know if that's what you call it but I have felt I have expressed my emotions to people who I wasn't necessarily safe to do that with so I have let them in I let people in too much and I uh, I don't really have a wall up. Um, so I feel like I'm completely the opposite, which is quite interesting. I think that's really, yeah, that's really interesting. And and what I like, though, about that there's nothing to say that we have to tell the audience which version of that the character, the main character is. Yeah. yeah. We, they don't actually know who's driving their outer voice so much, which can make it interesting because as an audience... You can interpret that however you want. Um, But it might be interesting to see, particularly as we are all kind of we work in different ways as in terms of like we just said, what what's driving us emotionally, how open we are or how we articulate that with ourselves and with other people. I think for every all three of us is very different. Yeah. Yeah. But that could mean that if we can work together, we could create something that's very relatable because we can think about that dialogue and the battle between the two characters in a way that obviously we're not trying to just we're not trying to please everyone you know we're not trying to make something that is relatable to every single person but it could be interesting to see what we can play with that is actually common ground yeah um okay so will there be interaction between I'm gonna call them the head and the heart okay yeah that's, that's yeah let's them. call them that yeah um the head and the heart with the soul okay oh oh thank you will there God. be interaction between the three I don't know what do you guys think maybe at one point I feel I feel I I, I do I brought this up because I feel like there should be in order for the story to sort of work I think there could be some really interesting ways that we could link the characters together. So the the person telling the story feels like they're a part of the story um, because we wouldn't want to. I, I think it would be too either weird or obvious if we just had them pop up at the beginning, introduce the story and then pop up at the end and be like, it was me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so I think it would make it a much more interesting way of telling the story if they were involved yeah even even if it's kind of in a bit of a almost fantastical way I don't know what that necessarily means or looks like but yeah I think there could be some definitely I, I think there could be some interesting ways to that's interact what, yeah that's what I'm sort of saying about having 
the soul. Okay? Yeah, I like um, that. Just throughout, basically, on the whole time. Yeah. Because it, it in theory, it's their story. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they if they if they started it and ended it, okay, but where are they in the mix? Yeah. Of yeah. The whole thing. So they do kind of, I think, need yeah, to Yeah, I, re- I really like that. I think it would also be really nice if there are quite a few moments where there is maybe a decision to be made and the head and the heart are having this battle between the two of them and the soul is maybe nearby going, like... And that's like, you know what I mean? Like, where they're trying to speak and they just can't get it. And it's a suppression. And then, I don't know, it's maybe that's on one of those times they don't keep quiet and that's the breakthrough through to the something. I don't know. I'm just pulling from something from the other week. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. We could definitely play with that, couldn't we? We could play with the idea of the soul almost helping the two characters to reconcile or to kind of come together. Yeah. Because that would also be a nice way to visualise that they are in control as well. You know, that it's not just two characters having a mad battle in your brain that aren't you. Yeah. Yeah. I also... I don't, I don't know, this literally just popped into my mind, so I don't. I haven't planned saying it, I'm just going to say it. Um, it might be shocking, it might not be, but I think it needs to be like a something big and maybe a something slightly shocking to bring these two characters together because you know what, like, it's like when maybe there's a trauma within life or a big incident or something like that, every no matter what beef you've got with anybody, it's dropped at that minute because you see how petty it is. And then, do you know what I mean? And it's you see the you realise the importance of whatever it is that's happening in front of you. Do you mean, are you asking about in the context of the two characters in the wilderness or are you asking about out, like the outer context? I was thinking about the two characters within the wilderness and something maybe happening to the soul. But maybe, now you said that, maybe it could be, maybe we could do that and it represents something that's happened in, call it the real world. In the real world, there's a little bit of representation there. I don't know. I was just having the thought and thought I should Yeah, no, I I agree. It's a good thought. Yeah. (laughs) It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think it would be nice to come to think of, like, I I wasn't sure. That's why I kind of thought maybe something happens to one of them where they are sort of left for dead and the other one ends up having to kind of go to find them and almost rescue them, which is what brings them together. But I don't know if that's a bit boring and cheesy. It might be nice to come up with another thing. I see where you're coming from, but I think it'd be nice if we could think of something really different yeah yeah if we're if we're talking about you know one being left for dead and all that sort of thing i think it'll be important to think about situations where you know that your heart will lead you or you know that your head will lead you so therefore the one or the other is left for dead because it's either your head or your heart yeah yeah and maybe they're not even left for dead maybe they're just like i don't know they just turn into a blank version of whatever they are and they're unresponsive and the other the head or heart cannot get a response out of the other one 
should we not think of situations where that would happen? I mean, the only thing I can think of off the top of my head is, I don't know, like heartbreak or something, you know, where your heart's broken and it's left for dead. But then your head's like, no, come on. That's really interesting, yeah, because the when you think about even just logically the heart and the head, heartbreak is going to be what's going to hurt the heart because that's exactly what that is. Whereas, like, your head that's well head is like when there is no common sense way out you know yeah and so maybe maybe them being separated maybe they both even have a similar reaction maybe they actually just that causes like a they could both lose hope but for different reasons yeah yeah um and how it plays out would be slightly different yeah it'd be interesting to think about that i think yeah this week yeah, I agree. So this is where I'm going to put it out to to the listeners. Maybe if you feel like you could tell us a time when your head and your heart have really had a battle. And you don't have to go into too much detail, I suppose, but you could just tell us a little bit about that and how that made you feel and how you overcame it. I think, I think it'd be interesting for us to... Um, hear about those i should also say um that you are completely safe to do so listeners um i do not share these stories that i'm or messages that i'm given if i have not been given the specific permission to do so you can message us at podcast at dirty that's our email or you can follow and message us on Instagram at Dirty Laughs Podcast. Yeah. Also, guys, when we reach 100 followers on Instagram, we're all going to get mugs. So if you want to help us get mugs, yay! Then I want a mug. Encourage your friends to follow us. <laughs> yay! And when we get to a thousand, we're going to get t-shirts. Yeah. We're going to buy houses when we get to a million. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that means we've come to the time of the week for. Harriet's head scratches. So we're coming up to Easter, so I thought I would do a themed question. Oh. Mm. So what came first, the chicken <sighs> or the egg? God's sake. I have a theory on this, but please continue. I just, I'm just going to throw it right out there. It's like I literally couldn't care less. English. Oh my well i think it's the egg and i think it formed together like the big bang theory but it was a mini big bang theory and all the atoms and whatever sciencey business was involved it made an egg and turned into a chicken that made more eggs and i agree with you right done see you next week (laughs) (laughs) no i told you i had an easter one i actually do agree with you and we never agree so there you go i actually think it gun to my head i think that the chicken came first Okay. I mean, there is there is no gun to your head, but, you know, yeah, very not, dramatic. Yeah, no gun to my head. Couldn't care less whether the chicken or the egg came first. <laughs> gun to your head. Chicken came first. <laughs> and that's it. I'm not going to explain myself. <laughs> no, you're not going to explain yourself? Oh, okay. Well, thank you for that question, Harriet. And if you at home have any input, if you aren't interested in whether it came first let us know side with me if not 
then side with them. Harriet, do better next week, yeah? <laughs> Beach! I had saved that Easter one. I've got quite a few good ones, actually, to be fair. Right, okay. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Enjoy the rest of your week. Should we go off in harmony? Everyone just pick a note and say goodbye. Ready? One, two, three. Goodbye! Goodbye! <laughs>